Welcome to the Letterbox. This is our 412 podcast, and today we have a very special guest. Ooh. Who's here? It's Lucy. <laughs> Lucy has finally agreed to come on. We oh, have been her. Begging her. Genuinely begging her like it was getting embarrassing. I know. But she kept saying no because she was too embarrassed. So guys, make sure when you're listening to this to text her and tell her well done. Like, you know, like put comments on the, on the Instagram and all and like start liking and subscribing it. And then when you leave a comment on the photo wow. of Instagram, say it was only because Lucy was so, Absolutely. so good. She's also nervous that she might speak heresy. Um, <laughs> listen... Why Will not? it be the first Why time? Not? Why not? It, it, no, it wouldn't be the first time that she's done it, but um, we'll try and we'll try and correct any um, mm. poor theology that she brings to the table. Thank you. Um, you know, because she's so liable for it. <laughs> so today we're going to look at this question of how do we pray? And to kind of kick us off, Kyle, talk to me about what even is prayer? Yeah, so I think for me, like prayer is just this idea of um, like talking to God and also like leaving space to hear from him so this idea of like a conversation or like basically just like a relationship with God so the idea that like God is your friend like yep. Jesus should mm-hmm. be your best friend and like having like conversation and being in like constant conversation with him absolutely yeah absolutely and I think like if we go right back to the beginning mm. um in Genesis back in the Garden of Eden God created humanity so that he could have relationship with us yeah. from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter three, God walked and talked in the cool of the day with Adam and Eve. And this is ultimately what was lost uh-huh. when sin entered the world. Um, and ultimately what Jesus gave his life for. Um, what we lost in one garden, Jesus redeemed for us in another. Mm, come um, on. That we would walk. <laughs> we would walk and talk in relationship with God and commune with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this idea of communing with God, of being honest, being raw with your thoughts and your feelings, being intimate with God yeah. and making room to listen to him. Okay. Um, but if, like, I think if we're honest, if we all are, so often we just view prayer as simply coming to God with our problems. Mm. Um, and so it's our problems that lead us to pray, which it isn't wrong and God invites us to do it. Yeah. Um, but if it's only when our problems lead us to pray, we lose some of that beauty uh-huh. of just how relational uh-huh. prayer is meant to be. Um, so yeah, deep communion with God, talking to God, listening to God, um, just simply being with them. I think at times uh, our words kind of fall short, mm. but it does allow us sure. to create an intimacy and a dependency Absolutely. that's far greater than yeah. just coming to get something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you, you touched on something that I think I would agree with. I think for us, especially in our culture mm. of like people who say they're Christians, but like kind of don't live it out. It's just kind of what we see in our day to day that people will go to God as like this genie mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. when they need something, oh, I'll go to God or, or when something's going wrong, I'll pray. And so, Sometimes we just see that kind of view of prayer kind of develop through our like families and through the people we know. But for me, I think one helpful way to view prayer first and foremost is as a gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think when we see prayer as a gift, then it makes us want to do it. Like it is a gift that you and I get to have a conversation with God, the person yeah. who created everything. And it's not just a gift that we get like when we get when we do something really well, but when we do something bad or well. That we have twenty four yeah. access to this communication mm-hmm. with God, which I just think is so beautiful. Yeah, and I think it's cool this idea that like, yes, there are times and we'll talk about that where like prayer might like have a structure or look mm. a certain way, but like it's such a privilege that it gets yeah. to be like a conversation yeah. with someone who loves us and wants mm-hmm. to hear from us. Like, no matter what you like wanna share or talk about, like there's a God there who wants to listen and actually yeah. like we need to get this in our heads that 
like while there's lots we can learn about prayer like the most basic thing is the most important thing Absolutely. like it's just this idea of like this like deep intimate relationship and conversation with god yeah um on this point and maybe there's not like an answer but generally like do we think there's a formula for good prayer or like a a good prayer tell me lucy answer <laughs> i think mm, no i think with good intentions we often fall into kind of like a belief or a pattern that using certain language that we think maybe sounds mm, like yeah. good or impressive or spiritual um but anytime we kind of chat around this i'm reminded of that verse in matthew 6 um jesus begins to teach the disciples about prayer and he tells them not to keep babbling on yeah. um, or using many words yeah because so, god already knows what you need yeah, yeah um he already knows what you need and he just wants you to tell him because he wants to hear your yeah. voice coming back to that idea of relationship um, and then all throughout the rest of the New Testament, we just see this repeated again and again. Mm. Um, when Jesus tells us to come and ask God, uh, I was listening to some teaching during the week and Tyler Stanton, a fellow who heads up 24-7 prayer, mm-hmm. um, and he described asking as the language for intimacy. And I just thought that was mm. beautiful. Yeah, that's that's asking really is the language for intimacy, that closeness with God is cultivated through coming back to him mm-hmm. and asking him um, and again like it's what we chatted about in the garden God longed for relationship yeah. with us from the beginning to walk and talk with him um, and to partner in what he's doing and we That's can't good. do that unless we pray yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's really good JT I think for me I think you said some really helpful biblical stuff and like some things like I Tyler said for me in my like personal journey with some of this is mm-hmm. I don't think there's any right or wrong way to pray mm. as as we said but for me I think I grew up in a culture and church that I tried to like take other people's style <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. I kind of heard in prayer meetings or heard it like whenever people were doing it from a stage and then I tried to put that into my life in my secret place and I really struggled with prayer mm-hmm. at the start if I'm honest I never really mm-hmm. seen the importance of it, never enjoyed it. And I know that's how a prayer is about, but I, but I struggled with it. But for me, I had to find like my own like style. I think if if we just look at how we communicate with people, it's different, right? Yeah. We, like We are just different in how we would communicate. And so I think it's the same with how we speak to God. I think we have to not seek to say the big words that you said, mm-hmm. Lucy, or to do it in a way that our friend does it. But rather... Are you comfortable with praying to God? Yeah. Is the main priority. Yeah. Um, so I went on a journey with that and found a bit of like when authenticity is at the root of prayer, then yeah. it's really helpful. That's so, so good. I remember hearing somebody pray once and it was like, it was like exactly like their accent, the way they spoke. I think it was like a guy from London. So it was like all <laughs> this like slang and stuff. You could barely understand what he meant. And yet I was like, this is one of the most authentic, genuine prayers I've ever heard. Because yeah. this is how this guy talks. Speaks, yeah. So this makes way That's more great. sense. Yeah. Him speaking a different way. So Absolutely. yeah, really, really cool. Like on that idea, like, is there a formula? I obviously don't think there's a formula, but I think as you say, JT, there's good examples that yeah. we can learn from, but yeah. not take the whole formula. So I don't think there's a formula for a good prayer, but I do almost think there's a formula for like a good prayer life. Mm, and we yeah. see like examples of that in people or principles of that in the Bible. So on that point, then like, what does the Bible actually say about this? So like, how, does the Bible kind of help us on how to pray? And what does it say? Yeah, I think Luke 11 kind of digs into this a bit deeper where we see Jesus praying and when he was finished one of his disciples asks him Lord teach us to pray Mm -hmm. and I think call me out if I'm wrong but I think this is the only time in the Bible (laughs) you tell me I think this is the only time in the Bible that the disciples ever ask how to do something Mm -hmm. so they they don't ask how to preach a sermon 
They don't ask how to heal people. They don't ask how to fight social injustice, but they do ask how to pray. Um, And this should make us sit up and listen, right? The son of God made time to pray. The disciples noticed and Mm. they asked about it. Um, And Jesus is so explicit. He gives them what we know now as the Lord's prayer. Mm -hmm. um, And he gives them some sort of structure. Uh, We don't have time and there's a whole lot better teaching out (laughs) there, right? (laughs) You can listen to full podcasts on it that will break it down. And probably like full sermon series in church. Absolutely. Uh, So we're not going to do that. But I do think there's some helpful things to point out that what Jesus does share with the disciples um, and he addresses God as father. And we've already said a bit of that, that this idea that we come to God as a father Mm -hmm. and that changes how we pray. Um, Jesus goes on then he shares this parable. So an earthly story with a heavenly meaning about how God's a good father who has Mm -hmm. good gifts for his children. And that changes how you approach God Mm -hmm. when you see him that way. Yeah. Um, tells us to pray for God's kingdom, for his will, praying for daily bread, this idea of your everyday needs, what it is that you're asking God for, mm-hmm. um, forgiven, forgiveness for your sins, forgiving others, for guidance. Um, and Jesus is so specific with the disciples. And I think if you're listening to this or even as we're chatting and you're new to prayer or you're just like struggling to figure out how to approach God, this mm-hmm. gives us some really helpful yeah. structure. Um and after Jesus teaches, he goes on with that verse that we all love or we all call out. Um, say to you, ask and it'll be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened. Everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And so Jesus invites us then keep coming back. Keep coming back to God in prayer uh, and asking again. And later in the New Testament, Paul calls us to be a people who pray without ceasing. Yeah. Um, cool. like what a challenge I know what yeah we'll, we'll go into that a little bit more later yeah um, just like on that like I if you haven't read it properly before like read Matthew 6 um, like 5 to 15 mm. where Jesus kind of breaks this down and the first time we kind of see the structure of the Lord's Prayer and just like two points in that um, that I want to make is that like prayer is not for show mm. so that doesn't mean that it can't be public right like people pray in public it's, mm-hmm. it's awesome like we have prayer means it's really helpful but it's not for show it's this conversation between yeah. you and God yeah. um, or like on behalf of a group and God um, and then it's also not about like long prayers and like fancy words because Jesus says that like your father knows what you need so it's about like coming to him like asking him mm-hmm. for like what you need yeah. and what you want yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm just want to say sorry if you heard that in the podcast. <laughs> so many young people are on the boat. This is what happens when you record podcasts at 23 minutes absolutely. after 11 on a Friday. We love it. <laughs> do, absolutely. Uh, the only thing else I would add on, like what I think the Bible is helpful, and I think all you said is perfect, and something I would have probably so all agreed with. No heresy there. <laughs> perfect. Uh, but just something I find helpful is in Romans 8:26. It says in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us yeah. through wordless groans. I just think it's beautiful that, in the midst of like pain or mm. the midst of like our struggles, that we don't have to come with this formula and perfect words and like structure that has to be perfect and to the T. Mm-hmm. But we actually come to this point of like, even when we don't know what to say, even when we're it's really really difficult. That we just say something yeah. and the spirit yeah. like intercedes for us yeah. even in our wordless yeah. dreams. I just think it takes the pressure off prayer first of all, and it takes the fear out of it. Mm-hmm. I know it's like young people probably listening to this. You've maybe never prayed on a mic before, or you're really wanting to grow in your prayer life when you get to the house and you're like, I don't even know what to start. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. even know how to pray like Lucy. Lucy's class of prayer, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to do that. I just think guys like if you are in that boat, 
just say some words. Yeah. Just start yeah. somewhere because the Spirit absolutely intercedes on your behalf as we see in Romans 8. Yeah, I once, I can't remember who it was that I heard teaching on it, but around that idea of like the Holy Spirit helping us to pray and mm-hmm. it really changed how I view the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, this idea that the Holy Spirit is the one part of the Trinity, so Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, knows your deepest desires, yeah. but then looks straight into the will of the Father. Yeah, like why good. would you not want him interceding yeah. for you? Absolutely. JT and I gift. were like literally walking across the shop like earlier on and we were talking about this idea that like Sometimes, almost like, like the most impactful prayers I've ever prayed are ones where like I really didn't say much. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, because I just really needed God to move. Like somebody was sick or something happened, and I like got on my knees and basically like no words came out. It was just like like mm-hmm. ugly tears. And actually, like God knew that like I was really like communicating him from my heart like yeah. the words were rubbish but the prayer was genuine yeah. Yeah. and I think sometimes we get caught up in that when actually again like it's just this idea of like coming to the father and like trying to have a conversation with them yeah. um, and sometimes like when you come to someone you're really close to like your best friend or like someone in your family sometimes when you come to them with your problems you're just like oh yeah, like, yeah, it just, just help me yeah. Um, yeah. but it's like it's genuine yeah, I th- oh sorry go ahead yeah just what a reminder that like the power isn't in any of our words yeah. because it's in who you pray to absolutely I think like when you go to like someone who you're not super close with it takes like time to break down like layers mm-hmm. before you actually get to what you wanted to talk about or the real truth but when you go to that person who like has seen you at your worst then yeah. if you just come as you are I think that's a beautiful thing about prayer we just come as we are like we don't need to hide because God knows absolutely everything we have done will do in like our entire life so yeah. what are we trying to hide and so mm-hmm. I think that's just a really helpful understanding of like guys like if you're really struggling with prayer the spirit of God helps us mm-hmm. in moments like that so please 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 don't feel unequipped or that you're not good enough to pray you absolutely are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so please try and put some of this into practice um, so, so we've talked about like what even is prayer we've talked about like is there like a formula and then we've talked about kind of like what does the Bible say about mm-hmm. it what do you think of the question how often should we mm-hmm. pray? Do you think there's like a specific like amount of times we should pray? Mm-hmm. And even on top of that, like, is there like specific situations we think you think we should have to pray in? Yeah. So like, even just on like the number of times, like, uh, like there's a couple of things in the Bible that it talks about. So there's this like famous thing about how like Daniel prayed like three times a day, mm-hmm. which in his situation was really really cool. There's also like a suggestion in the Bible that David like prayed three times. So, like, you want to set a baseline? Three cool, times. like, three times. <laughs> yeah. But actually, like, then Thessalonians talks about, like, how we should never cease praying. Mm. Um, but for me, like, I read this really cool thing online. It was on this mad website, so I'm not going to, like, <laughs> cite it for you. But it was really useful. Um, and it talked about Jesus' example of prayer and the fact that, like, he prayed lots. He pray- prayed regularly. But he prayed in lots of different ways. So, as a really quick run-through, um, he's shown to pray alone in Matthew 14 and Mark 1 and, like, 9 in public in John 11, before meals, before important decisions in Luke 6, 12, 13, where he actually prays all night before he chooses his disciples. He prays before healing people and doing miracles in Mark 7. And after healing people, he actually like takes time away, goes out by his own, and like prays to God, even nobody prayed about, but he took himself off to like pray with the Father. Um, he prayed for God to help him do the Father's will in Matthew 26, 36. Um, and then prays for others, like, before his death and before his ascension. Mm. So it's like, 
basically like in every situation yeah. like he prayed and breathe yeah. and breathe <laughs> um, but it's just yeah it's this really good example of like well when do we pray well we, we pray whenever like oh, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah a life marked by prayer isn't it you want to mm-hmm. know how your relationship with God's doing how's your prayer life yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I heard it said once before that the only the only rule of prayer that you need to know is just to show up and to keep showing up mm, um, and it's I think as we talk around some of this it's hard to hard to talk about prayer without kind of addressing the elephant in the room um, that sometimes actually prayers go unanswered mm-hmm. um, and I think we need to ask ourselves like do we really think that prayer makes a difference and be honest in that mm. do you really think it changes things would everything just happen exactly as it will, regardless whether I pray or not? Mm. Because how you answer that is going to determine whether you're someone yep. who prays without yeah. ceasing or actually you're someone who prays in seasons and situations when you think it's required. Yeah. Um, and some of this is uncomfortable to talk about. Right. Unanswered prayers are difficult to sit with, mm-hmm. especially when you believe or you think that you're praying for things that are in line with what the Bible yeah. says and what God's heart's for. Um, Luke 19 tells us, Son of man came to seek and save the lost then why haven't my friends or family come to know God, even though I've prayed? Why does it seem that God only answers some of these prayers? Um, And there's, look, there's so many materials out there and so many resources you can read. Um, Pete Gregg has a book, God on Mute, that explores this a whole lot more. Um, So maybe if we can try and briefly and maybe a bit naively weigh in, um, (laughs) there are some things that this side of heaven we just aren't going to understand and we just won't get answers to. Um, but whilst we may not always understand God, we can always trust him yeah. and his motives. God withholds yeah. no good gift from those who love him. Um, and whilst we maybe don't always understand that we can always trust him. Yeah. And I think that means it's worth wrestling with some of this, with your doubts and your questions and some of those unanswered prayers. Um, and I think then it's worth hoping in God again after yeah. disappointment mm-hmm. and after disheartenment. It doesn't mean it's easy. Um, but I think that's what brings us back to prayer. That's what brings us back to relationship and communion, being with God. Um, and I think one of the most beautiful aspects of Jesus coming to earth fully God and fully man is that he knows the pain of this yeah. firsthand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows what it's like to cry out to God and to not receive an answer to prayer. Yeah. Um, if you look in any of the Gospels, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane um, and he asks God, if it's possible, take away this suffering if it's possible that he wouldn't have to go to the cross, yeah. the thing that he's known his whole life, that that's what he came for. Um, and so Jesus, son of God, wrestled yeah. with yeah. unanswered prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's okay if we do too. Yeah. Today we thank God that actually that prayer went unanswered and we <laughs> yeah. have access, we have the gift yeah. of prayer, of communion, because that prayer wasn't yeah. answered. But yeah. that, that doesn't make it easy. <laughs> no, absolutely. But it, we can definitely, we might not always understand, but we, we can always trust him. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're right. I think there's so many situations that we can mm. see and we can have to wrestle with. Like, oh, why did you not do that? Yeah. But then there's also so many situations and you're like, oh God, you did that, yeah. right? We, yeah. We're doing a series at the minute called in the, around the Book of Acts and we read last week of like, this guy, a lame beggar, healed. Mm. Yeah. Like, God is good. And I think how we show him that we trust him is by just exercising it all the time. Yeah. And so I think prayer, even though it's difficult sometimes in the face of trials, that we have, if we trust God in it, then we kind of exercise it out. Yeah. Mm. I even think, like, when I thought of this question, like, how often should we pray? Um, I, I thought of it like a relationship on earth a bit. And I thought, like, I think the, to weigh up how healthy a relationship is is by how consistent conversations are Mm -hmm. and so I think like if you look at 
your friends or your family, a relationship that you love and you cherish in your life, how often do you have conversations with them? And then weigh that against how often you have conversations with God. I think that gives us a healthy balance of like, Mm. how much do we trust God and how much do we value his input Mm. um, when it comes to prayer? Yeah, it's really good. So to kind of start to close off like a little bit more practically, Mm. like if this is something that like people are being challenged on, if young people are like starting a journey with this, then how do we make prayer more important in our lives? Yeah, I think it's, it's helpful to note and kind of lifts the weight off us as well. Like we don't, we don't naturally drift towards this stuff. It's not our natural tendency yeah. to drift towards godliness and prayer. It is a wrestle with our flesh. Mm-hmm. And so it takes awareness and it takes intentionality. Um, and it's important to say that God doesn't listen to us more if we're in a certain posture. Uh, but there are some helpful principles, I think, that can help us mm-hmm. so we don't get distracted. Um, I've heard it shared before. I think it was a 24-7 uh, resource. You're loving them, you? hey, I am. Yeah. <laughs> A uh, couple of principles which are helpful. Keep it simple. Don't mm. overcomplicate it. Mm. Uh, think around the Lord's Prayer. Take some time to have an, a look through that. The structure that Jesus gives. God already knows what you need before you ask it. He just wants to hear your voice and he just wants mm. to be with you. Mm. Keep it real. Uh, God's yeah. your father. Nothing is off the table. Yeah, uh, you can be honest with how you feel, with what you need, with where your heart is. Um, and I think as I kind of grew in my relationship with God and grew in my prayer life, you're, it just kind of changes as you grow too mm. and actually sometimes my prayers look a whole lot more like I'm processing and I'm trying to like invite God in to yeah. like transform well, my just, heart transform my mind sometimes have conversations with friends go Absolutely. like yeah. Lily gets annoyed at me I say annoyed like it's really helpful but like sometimes to process my issues I just talk at her I don't even yep. need yes. an answer but it's really helpful and I know she's there to listen so yeah I think that's really really good absolutely and God's a really good listener yeah. <laughs> uh, and just like keep it up yeah Paul tells us pray without ceasing keep coming back to prayer make it a non-negotiable in your life um, sometimes it's helpful to try and find some time in your routines and your rhythms mm-hmm. that you already have so if you're getting up five ten minutes earlier praying as you're getting ready if you're on the bus walking to school whatever that looks like mm. um, whatever you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while yep. yeah. make yep. prayer non-negotiable yep. um, some stuff as well like just get creative like whether you want to write it down whether you want to pray in your life groups um, mm. there's something beautiful when you pray with other people yep. and hear them approach God uh, yeah there's so many resources yeah. books podcasts all of that ask your friends how do you pray how do you meet with God mm-hmm. um, and like let's do this together yeah. let's pursue yeah. prayer together yeah yeah. I think for me when I thought about this question as well is that like I think like the word sometimes love that loses its value I think prayer sometimes loses its value because we said so much as Christians because we harp on about it so much I think we kind of lose the significance sometimes of the word prayer so for me i think something helpful for us to do to kind of like make it more important is to try and recapture the beauty of prayer Mm. and the power of prayer like prayer is so beautiful in the fact that like god will listen to us right Mm -hmm. like it is it is that simple and that basic that the god who created everything we see would listen to you and i all day, any day, mm-hmm. and actually speaks back as well, yeah, gives yeah. us some conversational yeah. um, settings and stuff like that, and so I think it's just such a beautiful thing that we get to come to, and so when we understand the beauty of prayer, I think that first of all helps us go to God more and be like, God, I'm so so thankful this is even an option, and then the second is power, mm-hmm. Lucy said, like, there's sometimes we hear God that, like, see, ask God to do something, and it doesn't work, but there is absolutely sometimes we ask God to do something, and it does, mm-hmm. yeah. there's so, so much power 
in prayer. And I think that if we started to develop a prayer life, to pray for some things all the time, instead of just mm. when some things are going bad or when someone asks us to, if we try and develop a prayer life that is chasing after some powerful prayers, mm-hmm. I think we'll see some incredible things in our lives. And so yeah. I think for us to, to be important in our lives, all of us, as young people, as leaders, as anybody, I think we need to recapture the beauty and the power of prayer. Yeah, amazing. Um, guys, that's basically it for the podcast. This has been so lovely. Yeah. So lovely, Lucy, thank you. Thank you. Thanks um, for having me. Oh, so much wisdom. What a lovely voice. What a she lovely She must be a speech and language therapist. Must be. Wow. And she's just so good at speaking. Thank um, you. But this has been, yeah, lots of fun and we, and we hope it was helpful. JT, do you want to uh, end us off with our usual kind of question challenge? Yeah, I think for when, when we were talking about this, guys, I think something helpful is if we really want to make prayer a priority in our lives, I think a helpful thing for us to do is, first of all, examine your life. How much do you talk to the people you love around you in comparison to how much mm-hmm. you talk to God? Mm-hmm. And if that is a big difference, if that is a huge like time scale difference, then in the next couple of weeks, uh, I urge you to try and swap that about. Not that you don't talk to your friends or family, <laughs> anymore, but that you really put an emphasis on talking to God. Bring him issues. Bring him everyday things. You don't need to just go to him when it's difficult. And so look at that balance in your life and then try and bring talking to God to just as much as talking to your family and your friends. Yeah, brilliant. Guys, thank you so much for listening. You should like like and subscribe and stuff. Yes, sir. people do on podcasts. Like that. Press that wee notification yes, thing sir. on Spotify so that you know when the next one's releasing. But thank you so much thank for you listening. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.